Hello again, and uh, welcome to episode two of Lockdown Confessionals with me, Steve Baker. And on this week's episode, I have a very special guest, a very special guest close to my heart. That being said, here is my fiance Annabelle. Hello, Annabelle. Hello, guys. I'm not very used to doing this, so I apologise if I'm really bad, but I'm not very good on improvised. <laughs> situations but i'm gonna try my best and bear with me because sometimes you won't understand me that's that's fair enough i mean like like i said in the first episode it's unscripted unfiltered uncensored anything can happen so just you know i want to hear from you and your personal experience obviously as you're also a key worker as well i want to hear your stories about what it was like working during lockdown during the first couple of months of lockdown when boris johnson said right we're gonna shut everything down except obviously for key workers and essential businesses now obviously living with me uh for well nearly a year now and obviously we've been together for two years um what was your thoughts like going back in march when boris johnson said right to stop the virus from spreading we will have to shut down pubs and stuff what was your initial thoughts when obviously you had to find out that i couldn't go back to work until it was safe Hmm. to be honest they're not going back to work for you for me was it was different because at the same time i was i don't understand how you come where you're coming from because being a carer i've always had work i've always been working it doesn't matter what pandemic what anything goes on in the world they always need carers so to have to be honest the thought of you having to stay at home was a scary thing for me it made me feel guilty for going to work because i knew that you had to stay at home and i know that you've struggled before with your mental health and to have you having to stay at home and having to just sit down and think for countless hours and just be alone with your own thoughts it's a scary thing it's a scary thing for me to be honest if i had to go through that suffering with mental health as well you know with anxiety with depression it's an intimidating thing just to sit alone in a room by yourself it sounds so stupid i'd rather be dropped in a pool of sharks <laughs> than sit alone with my own thoughts for hours on end because that's the most destructive place to be as much you know as you're safe you're in a room there's nothing going to come and get you but yourself but sometimes that's the most dangerous place to be and I'm sure it's the same with a lot of you guys out there to be honest with you because it's too much time (laughs) for people that have anxiety and depression it's too much time to think whereas I'm quite privileged I don't see myself as hard done by I see myself as quite privileged that I get to go out to work because I love my job I love being a carer I love helping people and that's why as soon as I heard about this virus, my heart went to my residence because I would hate anything to come in to hurt any one of those because they're all my family. I love them all to pieces. You know, you shouldn't get attached as a carer. You cannot help it. If you're a good carer and you love people and you want to help people, you're never going to not be attached to your residence. 
you never are. I always call them residents because I hate care homes that call them clients. <laughs> They're not paying us. <laughs> Our company is paying us. <laughs> like they are there to live. This is their home. This is where they eat, sleep, everything in their life. It's their home. So I didn't want anything coming in that was potentially going to destroy anything that we worked so hard to make so such a nice place for them. My heart went out for some of our residents that weren't, weren't going to understand that there was a virus. A lot of them do, but we have residents with dementia, residents with short-term memory that won't understand why they can't have visitors, why there aren't people coming in to see them. And it's hard for them. It really is because they're in the same situation as people that are furloughed. They don't get to see anybody. They're sitting there, you know, with their own thoughts again. And obviously we try and come in, we try and support them, we try and help them as much as we can, but they're missing so many people. They're missing their daughters, their sons, their grandchildren. You know, we've got residents in there that have, you know, relationships with people on the outside that they're missing to pieces and then they, and then they feel depressed. And then it makes us feel so helpless because we just want them to be happy as much as we want, you know, any loved one to be happy, to be honest with you. And so then you feel like you're not being, you're not doing a good job as a carer because you're not making them happy. And for me, I want all our residents to be happy. You know, I want them taken care of. I want them to be happy. Another big worry for us was getting food in because we would never want to see them go hungry. I mean, I can live without food for two days. <laughs> they can. They have to be fed. They have to be watered. They have to have everything they want in life. It's their end of their life. They have worked hard their whole lives. You know, I've got people in our care home that have got OBs from the Queen. They have dedication to police work. You know, they deserve to have a hot meal every day. They deserve to have three meals a day. <laughs> you know, they deserve to have food coming in. Food that they like, food that they want, whatever they want. And so it was a very scary time for us when we thought we couldn't get milk, we couldn't get pads, we couldn't get eggs, we couldn't get basic food items. I mean, we've had, you know, the people that own the company from London coming down looking in every shop trying to stock up the food cabinets you know just so they had enough to eat they've been putting security we had security cameras put in locks on the gate because we were so scared that someone would come in and then we're left with nothing again because like like my other half was saying in his previous video there are a lot of opportunistic people about you know that will take what they want away from others that are the most vulnerable Mm. So it has been a very, very intimidating time as a carer, mm -hmm. to be honest and, with you. Uh, so you, you, you touched up upon, um, obviously, mental health and obviously uh, problems with, with shopping. But uh, obviously, whilst living with me uh, also, like, what was your, like, experience shopping for yourself as... A person uh, not not just as a key worker but just like a member of the public as well what was your shopping experience like when you want to obviously shop for essentials mm. I mean what was going through your head at the time 
I don't know, I was a key worker obviously, I was given benefits of being able to go into shop early, being able to, we had um, NHS patients at the time that were in our care home, so we were allowed to have NHS badges, but at the same time, I had a day off, I felt guilty for going to the front, like, as much as people value key workers, like, we, sometimes we feel gooey for having benefits, because we see that we want to care for the world <laughs> like not even just like the people that are in a care because we have such a big heart we don't want to take away from anyone else so at the same time i've only used my nhs card once i believe and that was because i was shopping for one of our residents and that's the only time i've ever actually used that because i'd rather wait in line i don't want to feel you know i'd not discriminate against as such but I don't want to have like an unfair advantage I know it's not really an advantage because we work our asses off believe me but we don't want to feel benefits from that because we already have benefits from that you know even when this virus is not going on we already have benefits we feel so good about ourselves guys <laughs> like we do we already have the benefits we're already happy in our jobs we already have that fulfillment in life that we don't feel like we need extra benefits as such as going to the front of the queue and that. But in shops, it was very complicated. Just even learning the systems for all the different shops because you don't want to do anything wrong that's going to risk contaminating someone else, you know? So learning different systems where you have to stand and all that such. Um, some systems I don't get. I'm not going to name names for supermarkets. But you queue outside, <laughs> spaced out, as soon as you get in the shop, it is a free-for-all. No one's, no one's standing any kind of distance away from each other. They are just diving <laughs> on top of each other. Some people aren't respecting the fact that if you touch it, you buy it. So they're touching stuff and then they're putting it back. And also another thing <laughs> that has come to my attention has annoyed me about shopping, okay? Right, I saw this guy in line wearing gloves. He was touching his phone, he was smoking, he was touching everything else. Okay? <laughs> if you wear gloves, they are from one thing to the next and then you take them off in between. If you're going to the supermarket with gloves on, <laughs> that is not gonna stop you from getting coronavirus. <laughs> Washing your hands effectively is going to stop you getting coronavirus because if you're doing three or four things while wearing the same pair of gloves you've contaminated everything around you <laughs> it is not helping guys like honestly and masks are only to stop you the person that's wearing them infecting something someone else it is not going to stop you catching it it's going to stop you infecting someone else Mm-hmm. And uh, now they they always say you know you, you count to twenty yeah when you're washing your hands do do you use that practice do you do you count the twenty do you actually count in your head or physically out loud the twenty seconds that you need to like wash your hands I would count happy birthday twice which normally lasts about yeah ten, yeah ten seconds a lot ten seconds yeah. 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 Okay, no, so no, 10 no. seconds so I was always taught to count happy birthday when I was washing my hands 
as a carer because then you're making sure obviously that you're doing several different techniques to actually wash your hands effectively and there are lots of good videos online that can actually show you how to wash your hands properly because a lot of people they aren't washing their thumbs they aren't washing underneath their fingernails a lot of stuff they're actually missing that could be transferring the virus to other people without them even know noticing because them in their mind they could be washing their hands for 20 to 30 seconds ineffectively and still be transferring viruses but in their mind they think they're doing the right thing which okay. if no one tells you exactly i know it sounds stupid but if no one tells you how to wash your hands properly you're not going to know well no exactly <laughs> you know um so um you, you've you've had holiday like during this lockdown so obviously you had a week off for obviously my birthday or just before um so i want to ask you during that time off what was it like living with me because i i know obviously you are a key worker so sometimes you do have the advantage to leave the house you you know you if you got if you got stopped by people you could just show them the badge no problem so what was it like for you having a week off living under the same roof with me for a week as much as i loved having more time with you and loved having a rest because even though i do like working hard and i do love my job it's you still need a rest in between mm-hmm. any human does but it was hard i don't think that any two human beings even with me working if two people are furloughed and they're doing this and good on you because you must be driving each other absolutely mental but i don't think two human beings are meant to stay together every minute of every second of every day uh-huh. for a healthy relationship you do need space you do need time away from each other you do need your own interests your own hobbies your own people to speak to your family going out on trips you know by yourself because it is healthy so having to be in that situation where you're forced together almost for a long period of time when you're both off it is a struggle as much as you love somebody anyone that says that it isn't then they're just I don't know they're in some kind of fantasy (laughs) lying to themselves you know because as much as I love Steve like it is hard saying this all for one week (laughs) (laughs) you just run out of things to talk about honestly my life hasn't been this interesting up to this point to be honest with you like (laughs) there's no big events that I can keep talking about for a whole week Mm -hmm. yeah like everything like all like social events cancelled or concerts Mm. and festivals and stuff there isn't really a lot that we can talk about I mean we can probably like start bringing up the past and like things from last year but then the thing is if we start talking about things from last year it'll get boring because we already know what we did last year. It's like something that we done. I know yesterday. what you did last summer. Yeah, well, well pretty much. <laughs> I mean, what did we do last summer? I mean, <laughs> I mean, we, we went to mm. we went to download together for the first time. That was and amazing. That, that was a complete washout, but it was still good. Download. Download. Brownload. Yeah, anyone that's been uh, there will yeah, know anyone, exactly yeah, what we're talking yeah, about. Absolutely. Yeah, and we we had quite a good year that year. You know, we we, we went to like numerous concerts. You even took me to my first drag show. Which was, was which was amazing, you know. So you showed me a world that I thought I'd never get into. You know, I'm now watching, right? 
I'm, I'm openly admitting this, alright, I am now watching, religiously, RuPaul's Drag Race on Netflix every week. Right, that's that's from like from 11, 12, some of the old ones. Uh, All Star Season Five started two weeks ago, so I'm now what three episodes in? Season the new guys. Yeah, so he's much more LGBTQ, yeah. LMNP positive than he used to be. Pretty much. <laughs> and now, that's not being derogatory because I am very open and very accepting of any kinds of people. <laughs> I just think there's too many letters now. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Like, there must be, like, 10, 20 letters. There must be, you might as well just be the alphabet. Like, I'm very accepting of everybody, but, like, there's just too many letters now to remember. <laughs> and so, have you... So, obviously, you know, your days off. You know, like, what what does Annabelle do on her days off? Like, what, like, you have cry you... Cry silently in a corner. Um, wow. <laughs> no. And I'm not joking about depression, it's very real. But I joke about it because it makes me feel better about myself and my own depression. <laughs> but there's not very much to do, like you said. Like, I'm basically, I've read more in my, probably in this, like, however many months lockdown has been than I probably have in my whole life. <laughs> I've cross stitched more. I am an old woman. <laughs> I do love cross stitching. So I've <laughs> cross stitched a lot more than I probably would have. If I didn't, I'm finding more hobbies outside of watching TV, outside of going to places and just trying to keep yourself busy, trying to pass the hours, because sometimes it is a struggle. Like if I have three or four days off in a row, that is hard. That is harder than if I worked every day. And it shouldn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. But that's how the world is at the moment. Unfortunately, it's a lot harder to actually have days off than it is to work. Well, obviously, because like with everything going on, and back then, you know, you couldn't visit other towns, you couldn't visit beaches, you couldn't even visit family and friends. I mean, your family like lives around the corner, mm. and you couldn't see them. I mean, you could only like use your phone to video call them, just like I had to with my family. So, even though you and your family live in the same town, compared to obviously myself and my family, mm. you, you couldn't just go down the road and say oh hi mum hi dad mm. it's basically you know pick up a phone beep 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 you know messenger and just to see you know see them on video mm. so how how did that affect you knowing that you know during the months of march and april where things got a bit tough you know bits of may as well you know before they started relaxing lockdown uh like rules etc how how were you coping knowing that you couldn't see family you couldn't see friends i mean like how, how did that affect you it was hard because i do love my family and like i say they are so close they're five minutes from my work like they are really really close but at the same time i didn't want to risk bringing anything into the care home like, I, fo- I followed those rules religiously and I f- thank you so much for doing the same because that has kept, touch wood, touch any, everything in this room that we haven't had any COVID in our home. And that is in itself is a triumph. You know, that's only because of the hard work and dedication of every single member of staff and their families that are following the rules religiously 
but we haven't had anything come in. And for all those people that think it was acceptable to visit their families, you know, during this period, when it wasn't approved, I think those people are so extremely selfish. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have a rant because it is not fair. Everyone else has been sticking to that so hard that it's just, it isn't fair. The people that have been breaking these rules and just look at the beaches the other day when there were so many people in such close quarters like you're just asking for another lockdown I mean they did declare like a major incident mm. in Bournemouth the other day because the amount mm. of people that were on that beach and there was there was no social distancing mm. no no nothing so then these yeah. And these, unfortunately, are the same people that are clapping for carers and get angry because no one else is clapping for carers. Why are you clapping for carers and yet you're going to risk the NHS going and, you know, having so many patients again because of your selfishness to go to the beach? You will corrupt the NHS. They will not be able to cope. If you and your family and every other family that was on that beach... The NHS will be broken because of people's selfishness. It is only working now because, say, 70% of the people are actually listening, are being conscientious of others, are trying to help. And whether we clap for the carers or not, we need to follow that. If we're going to stand out there clapping and then go off with Bob and Greg to their house and drink when it's not your household, there's so many others, you're not social distancing, then what was the point in clapping for carers? Because you obviously don't give a shit. No, I, 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 I totally agree. I mean, obviously, now that like restrictions are slowly disappearing and things are like going back to normal to an extent, I mean, obviously, it won't go back to normal completely because obviously you know shops and businesses pubs restaurants and hairdressers and stuff will be opening from like end of june beginning of july with obviously some social distancing laws but then obviously you've got like uh you've got like tattoo artists you've got swimming pools i believe libraries are still closed until further notice uh gyms and clubs again they can't open until they've been given a heads up but i want to like throw back to like march like when everything was closed but like before lockdown was even announced like when the first couple of cases was announced in the uk and then it you know came to the southwest and you had people panic buying like like my, like my previous man about about toilet rolls I mean, was it really necessary for people to bulk up on toilet rolls, even though the coronavirus is mainly about affecting their like their their lungs, their breathing? I mean, like, what was your thoughts on people panic buying, knowing that because you are a carer and key worker, you have to like stock up for yourself as well? But then to realise that when you go shopping, there is nothing for you. So what was it like when people were panic buying back in the first stages prior to lockdown? 
it just comes back to people's selfishness to be honest with you it comes back to the fact that they're gonna buy 10 in case they run out in four months time like why are you gonna buy 10 toilet rolls like 10 packs of toilet rolls sorry not 10 actual toilet rolls because that's probably a sensible amount but um, 10 packs of toilet rolls you know for you and your for you and your partner that live in a flat that probably will, will use that in probably a year's time you know like what is the point do you know what really got my goat as well mm-hmm. people that bought nappies that don't have kids to sell on like really you don't actually have a kid you don't even have have a use for the product that you're buying apart from to profit on vulnerable people like they're kids mate they're babies you're going to really profit off the backs of babies really you got nothing else to do like are you that bored (laughs) no I, 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 I totally agree obviously like with the last episode I went on about obviously you know, people uh, are filling up three three trolley fills worth of stuff, and you, you know I've seen pictures and videos on social media with people with at least three trolleys worth of toilet rolls, hand sanitizers, wet wipes, nappies, and some of these people don't even have kids. That uh, is what pisses me off more because there are people that have kids yeah mm-hmm. single mothers mm-hmm. they're on living on the breadline as you said mm-hmm. that can't afford to bulk buy mm-hmm. because they are buying the nappies with the money as soon as it comes in just to make sure that the kid has nappies for the week mm-hmm. until they get their money again mm-hmm. same with shopping like they have probably a quid left once they've actually bought all the essentials mm-hmm. they don't have money to stockpile that you know nappies i've seen videos of women crying because they couldn't even get nappies for their kids because they are living on the breadline now that should never have happened that should never have been allowed to happen mm-hmm. you know but then again on the flip side once the the three item per family thing came came about you have on the other side of the coin people that have big families that couldn't actually do shopping for the size of the family that they had mm-hmm. because everyone else decided to panic buy. They had to obviously put these restrictions in place, which everyone understands, you know, but say if you've got 10 people in your family, three packets of cornflakes, how much is that going to, you know, how many days is that going to last you re- realistically? And, they, and then they're going to have to be shopping every single day to just to be able to feed their family for the week and then that's them going out every single day putting themselves at risk of getting coronavirus mm-hmm. you know every single day and bringing them back to their large family only because the fact of these restrictions are in place you know I'd always like to think there's two sides of always two sides of a coin mm-hmm. you know uh, but like what was it like for you though like you know, like when you wanted like mm. tins of uh, vegetables or, or bread or milk or or even, or even toilet rolls, you know, mm. something that you want as an essential but you couldn't get it. I mean, what 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 were you thinking? 
To be honest though, I always think I can make a meal out of anything. As long as I'm not starving, I don't even care if I have to eat like, well, whatever, <laughs> whatever I could get. We had interesting meals. Dog food. During lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the dog had plenty of tins of food. So Do you know what? Even it. dog food at one point I couldn't get. <laughs> I was just like, even the dog can't eat. <laughs> but the thing is, I can always go without. Like, I'm one of these people that will always think of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, I can always go without. Like, I didn't mind not having exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, there was times where we didn't have rice, we didn't have pasta. Lots of just weird, weird shit mm. that ended up happening. There was one time there was eggs, and then another time it was, like, rice, and then... Just like weird stuff always went, <laughs> always went off at the same time, and you're just like, what? <laughs> Why is everyone just suddenly? Oh, another thing, <laughs> which brings me back to the fact that when I was trying to make a cake for your birthday, mm. icing sugar, oh, could not yeah. find icing sugar for the life of me. Mm. It went from like toilet rolls to like everyone was baking banana bread, and you could not <laughs> get, <laughs> you literally could not get baking stuff. For the life of you. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen lots of pictures about banana bread. And I'm just like, what's the obsession with banana bread? Do you know bread? what? All lockdown, no banana bread. That's an achievement in itself. And, but... and TikTok videos. I haven't uh, done any TikTok videos. No. But they may be commencing soon. Yes. But I always, <laughs> I always just got worried, like I say, for the care home, just to make sure they got what they wanted. As long as they got what they wanted, I was happy. You know? I can eat anything. You know, I'm not proud, I'm not fussy, like, I will just eat anything, whatever it is, even if it's a weird-ass fucking meal, <laughs> as long as I've got food on my plate, you know, that's all, that's all it needs, really, mm-hmm. but it was really annoying when I was trying, <laughs> when I was trying to bake a cake, because, like, already you've had a shit time, it's your 30th, you can't go out, you've got no family around you, <laughs> and I know you're scared of balloons, but I really, really <laughs> wanted to make it look nice in here to at least give you something for your period. Mm-hmm. So trying to get um, icing sugar to make your lovely carrot cake. Oh, it's amazing. Was oh, just absolutely amazing. Crazy. Mm. I had someone from work who I won't name names of that dropped me off some to my door because they had spare at work. <laughs> That's very nice, and thank you to uh, Person X, as I uh, as I will call them. I will say thank you for that lovely gesture, and that carrot cake was amazing. So um, I'm gonna slowly wrap this up, if that's okay. Of course. Um, it, it's been a pleasure having you on this lovely podcast, my first official guest, even though you actually live with me. Um, but um, I want to ask you just just one last question. Now that obviously we're with um, lockdown slowly easing, what advice could you possibly give yourself, key workers, uh, people who are slowly going back to work? Uh, what what advice would you give them? I don't know. Key workers for me, just keep doing amazing. Like you are so valued, you are so loved, especially by me, mm-hmm. by the rest of the world. You can make your own decisions on that because they say that they are very full key workers but they're the same people that are going out and not following the rules. So I'm very in a debate with that if they are actually full care workers or not but I am a key worker and I know how good a job everyone's doing. So just keep up with that, okay? And for people that are going back to work, like 
I admire you. Like you're learning to work in such a different situation and be patient with yourself because yes, you may get some stuff wrong because to be honest, no one knows how to react in this. This is all new for every single person and there's no right way or wrong way of coping in lockdown. You know, and for all of you that have been furloughed, like I admire you just getting this far because I don't know how I could have done it. And so getting back to work, you know, just be patient with yourself. You're, you're still learning how to do everything perfectly with this lockdown. You know, enjoy the time that you're at work. <laughs> as stupid as it sounds, some of you may not like your job, but enjoy the time that you're at work because that's another time that you don't have to be alone. You don't have to be alone with your own thoughts. So just enjoy your time back. Speak to everyone. Get reacquainted with everyone. Check on everyone. See how they're doing because the quiet ones are always the ones that you need to check on first. You know, even the loud ones. <laughs> just check on everybody. Make sure they're doing well and just care for each other definitely okay That's, the world need the world always needs more kindness yes well um thank you and again thank you for appearing on lockdown confessionals um have you enjoyed your time i have it's been lovely thank you guys for listening to me okay right well that is episode two of lockdown confessionals um i've been steve baker that has been my partner annabelle and next week we will have guest number three so if you've not listened to episode one already i suggest you do that because why are you listening to episode two if you haven't listened to episode one and it's well worth a listen it's very good okay well Thank you very much. Uh, Merci beaucoup. And I will see you all very soon. Ta-da.